My name is Benjamin, and we're talking politics today. We're actually talking about the candidacy of Justin Amash, and we're talking about the path that he has to take in order to get to the presidency as a third-party candidate. And the, in my opinion, what the five key steps are on that road to the presidency this is based off of an article that I just wrote on Medium, so I'll link that in the description of this video. But if you'd rather just watch it in video format, there's this video as well. So the way I see it, the first step, uh, obviously, that Justin Amash has to take in order to secure, to, to win the presidency is to secure the Libertarian Party nominee, which he actually has not done yet. He has filed the paperwork to be registered as a Libertarian, and he is still in the stage where his exploratory committee is examining the, the odds of his run. So it seems very likely that he is going to officially announce his candidacy for the presidency, and then he'll move on with the next steps. But as of now, he's unofficial. It's just strongly likely that he is going to be making a run for the president of the United States in 2020. So the first step, obviously, would be to secure the Libertarian Party nomination, um, which should not be very hard. His primary candidates... Um, that he would be opposing for that nomination are Jacob Hornberger and Vermin Supreme. Um, so, yeah, given uh, Amash's name recognition, his membership of Congress, uh, his Twitter following, it should be an easy nomination. But, you know, that's still a step that needs to be taken. He has to get the delegates to vote for him. Uh, the Libertarian National Convention, which will be held in Austin, Texas, from May 21st to 25th, as it stands now, they could change given the coronavirus and as that progresses. But as of now, the convention will be taking place from May 21st to 25th, and the delegates will be choosing their nominee, and it's looking like it's going to be Justin Amash. From there, um, it, there's really just a lot of myths or things that are going around in the public that need to be dispelled or addressed, and there needs to be a mental shift that takes place when it comes to America and how we view third-party candidates. And one of the first, one of the common things that are being thrown around right now is he is going to get Trump reelected. But there's also a lot of people that think he's going to get Joe Biden elected because he's a conservative and he's going to be taking away conservative votes, such as my own. Um, but really, this is just this is just another notion or fallacy that the public has that needs to be dispelled. And Trump, I mean, uh, Amash isn't stealing any votes and we really don't know there's really no polls or numbers as far as i know of that clearly suggest he is going to be stealing um voters away from the republicans or the democrats um it's really just not fair to say that trump is stealing votes from biden or amash or biden is stealing votes from amash or trump that's just ridiculous a vote for trump is a vote for trump a vote for Biden is a vote for Biden, and a vote for Amash is a vote for Amash just the same. So there is no stealing votes. He's not giving the election to anyone else. It is a three-way race, and each candidate is going to earn their respective amount of votes without stealing elections or votes away from each other. And there is also this um, notion going around that... Amash is running on selfish or egotistical terms, which is kind of ridiculous. If like, it's very hard to think of Amash as a candidate that is 
power hungry or egotistical because those kind of politicians don't break away from the establishment. They stay where the power is. Amash left the Republican Party uh, as an independent earlier this year and actually voted for the impeachment of Trump as a Republican. Those are not moves that you take when you're a part of the establishment and you're trying to climb the political uh, ladder for power. He's always been a man that vouches for democracy and liberty, and he has never been a partisan politician. So he's just going to call how he sees it. If he is a Republican and a Republican president president is acting corruptly, he's going to call that out and vote for impeachment. He's always been that way. So to say that he is running because uh, for selfish reasons or that he wants the power or he just wants to, to be president, like that's... That, that's foolish talk like he left the establishment he's running as a libertarian um and he doesn't need to run he's a member of congress the odds of him being re-elected for congress are much much higher than him being elected for the presidency so if anything and he's given the reason for running which is to give the people another vote uh, another option to vote for in the name of democracy like he the way he saw it, there was only two options and both of those options really suck so he thought that the american people deserved another option and saw uh, somebody they could vote for that they could be proud of so it's a very selfless reason to run if anything and he's running for democracy he's running for the people he is running for another option um another myth is that uh justin amash um although he is a good candidate Nobody should vote for him because he's not going to win. So this is kind of a lame catch-22 that nobody should vote for Amash because nobody is going to vote for Amash. It's like, okay, then how... That, that's why we are stuck in bipartisan politics is because we believe that there are only two viable options, so we're only going to vote for those two viable options. The only way we can break away from that establishment and introduce more candidates, more parties, more independent politicians is by supporting and voting for those people. And so there are a lot of people that think, Amash, yes, of course, he's the most qualified, he is the best candidate. Biden and Trump are both very old, or both, where everybody's concerned about their health. They have both uh, suffered from sexual allegations of sexual harassment. So obviously Amash is clearly the best candidate. But he's not going to win. So a vote for Amash is a wasted vote, which is another myth or a fallacy that if you're voting for Amash, then you're wasting your vote. That That's ridiculous. If anything, you're a vote for a politician that you do not support. So if, if give give a candidate like Trump, maybe you're a Republican or a conservative, and you don't want to vote for Trump. You're not proud of who he is. You're not proud of his character, the things that he says, or the sexual allegations that he has suffered from in the past, or the way he has announced that he has total control over a government, uh, sort of an authoritarian style of leadership, all the government spending that he's been doing. You're not proud of any of these things. But you want to vote for Trump because you don't want a Democrat in office. There are a lot of people like that, and there are a lot of people who don't like their options but feel like they have to vote for those options because they're the only viable candidates to win. But if Im imagine if all of the people, if all of these people just voted for whoever thought they were, thought was best, you would get somebody like Justin Amash in office. But you have a pool of people who all want to vote for Justin Amash but aren't going to because nobody else is going to vote for him. You see what I'm saying? Like it's a bunch of people that would vote for him but aren't going to vote for him because they don't think that anybody's going to vote for him. 
It's a ridiculous place to get stuck in. And so if everybody would just vote for the candidate that they thought would best serve their country, which is how this democracy is supposed to work, the pe- the politicians that we elect are supposed to best represent us and our policies and what we stand for. Trump and Biden do not stand for what America stands for. Justin Amash is clearly the best candidate, but because he is third party, he's not going to get votes. It's really anti-democratic. It's really anti-American. And so this, this fallacy or notion that a vote for a third party candidate is a wasted vote is, is completely not true. If anything, a vote for Trump, a vote for Biden is a wasted vote because that is a vote for a politician that you truly don't believe for. Like, is that a politician that you're truly proud of? Can you truly say that you're proud to vote for Biden or you're proud to vote for Trump? If not, then why are you voting for them? That's a wasted vote, okay? Um, And finally, the biggest one that is being thrown out there right now and probably one of the most annoying is that now is not the time, okay? They're like, I get it. We want to fight against bipartisanship. We want to have more options. I'm all for that. I'm all for independent politicians. I'm all for libertarians. And I completely support what Justin Amash is fighting for, but now is not the time. We just can't risk it with what is going on in this election. We just can't risk having Donald Trump reelected. Well, to, to me, it's like, what better time than now? It's not like things are going to get better. Things are just escalating. It's going to get worse and worse. We're seeing politics are becoming more and more polarized. The, this bipartisanship that Justin Amash is fighting is only getting worse. It's, it's, it's climbing new heights now. Republicans versus Democrats. This is only getting stronger and stronger and the tensions are building. It's not like the next election is going to be any better. The options that we're being presented with have only been on the decline. The, the, our options are getting worse and worse. So it's like, why are we waiting? Why are we waiting for a better time? The longer that we wait, the worse this is going to get. The time for fighting for democracy and for fighting against this bipartisanship is right now. There's not going to be a better time. The next election, the odds are going to be just as high. This is going to be just as much of a risk. It's like we just can't afford to have Trump in office. As as much as we hate it, we have to vote for Biden. No, we don't. We don't have to do that. We need people voting for and supporting third-party candidates now and fighting against bipartisanship. We have to start supporting third-party candidates. And the more people that recognize this and do this, the less of a risk we're taking of having somebody like Trump or Biden in office. The real risk that we're taking is not voting or supporting for more candidates. Because the if, we're, if we avoid the risk and we continue to vote for Republicans and Democrats, Biden or Trump, we're going to keep digging ourselves into a deeper hole. And we're going to get stuck even more in this bipartisanship. And so that's a bit of a longer rant, but I think this is a really important part of like if if Amash is really going to gain any traction on any ground, we have to start fighting against these notions, these stigmas that we have about third party candidates. We have to start we have to start using this rhetoric and start fighting against that shift because right now America is stuck in a mental shift and that unless we break out of that, Amash isn't going to gain any ground or traction in this election. And which brings me to the next point, which is the third step, and that is earning radical and passionate support from the base. Right now, we're starting from a grassroots campaign. You know, Amash isn't a very wealthy politician, unlike, you know, Trump. Um, so he needs donations. He needs those small, those small donors, and he needs a lot of them. And with this, with this campaign starting late in the race, um, with 
uh, as little as support as he does currently, just starting completely from scratch. We need a lot of smaller and insignificant people like myself. It's with with more radical support, more passion and energy. Uh, it makes me think a little bit of the Yang gang, the kind of support that Andrew Yang had on Twitter, you know, the loyal support that Andrew Yang had. A lot of supporters of Andrew Yang were conservatives like myself. They were Republicans who were dissatisfied with Trump who were willing to vote for a Democrat. We need that kind of support. We need that kind of loyalty, that kind of energy, that kind of passion in this space is really going to help get this thing going and bring people from all across the spectrum. We need unsatisfied Democrat voters voting for Amash. We need the Libertarians, we need the Independents, and we need the Conservatives all to rally together underneath Amash. And so if we can bring that kind of energy, you know, once this coronavirus starts to lessen up a little bit, the door-to-door -door, uh, enthusiasm, the phone banks, the, the Twitter support, and online and on social media, writing articles, talking to people, and spreading the awareness of the Amash campaign, um, the more enthusiasm and loyalty and energy we can bring to the base, the more that we are taken seriously, the more this campaign is considered to be um, viable, uh, the more the more enthusiastic we are about our candidate and against the establishment of bipartisan politics. So once we can once we can get those things going, we can secure the nomination, and we can start dispelling the notions of third of third party candidates. And we can get some enthusiasm rolling for the campaign. The biggest thing that can happen for Amash's campaign is earning a spot on the debate stages that are coming in late September and October. So there is um, there is a national commission uh, for these debates that are nonpartisan commissions um, for for presidential candidates, and so they have. They have come up with three locations and three dates that one is in late September and then one in early October and one in late October, just a couple of weeks before the election. And uh, right now, it's looking like it's just going to be Trump versus Biden. And if those debates are just Trump versus Biden, in the public eye, this is going to just be election. That is Trump versus Biden. These debates are huge. They gain a lot of publicity. They're talked about a lot. There's a lot of polls that are done regarding the debates. So if Amash doesn't make these debates, his chances are going to dwindle very significantly. Um, so getting on the debate stages will be huge. One, for the publicity, and two, just for the perception of his campaign and for this election. If the general public is watching these debates and they see three candidates up there, in their mind, this is a three-way race, which is exactly the kind of perception that we want and and in the future more and more candidates and parties like the more options we have the better not too many to where we're spreading ourselves thin and people don't know who to vote for but we want people that politicians that better represent america so we want we want the perception of this election to be this is not just a two-way race this is not just biden versus trump there is also justin amash and we want him up on stage and to be frank, uh, the debate stage is going to benefit somebody like Amash a lot. He's very level-headed. He has a lot of common sense. He is well-spoken, and he is very um, clear on his policies and issues. If you have somebody rambling up there like Biden or somebody who just says the kind of the ridiculous stuff that Trump does, somebody as level-headed and, and uh, just rational that, that Justin Amash is going to present a very much better 
image for the general public. And so he's going to be talked about a lot. He's going to be there's going to be a lot of polling. Um, more people are going to know who he is, and this is just going to be perceived as a three way as a three way race. And the Justin Amash campaign is going to gain a lot more credibility by being on the debate stages. So how do we get him on the debate stages? Well, um, really, he just has to do well in polling. And the commission, the National Debate Commission, has to think that his campaign or candidacy is is legitimate that could actually like have a large effect effect on the election so i think the number is 15 percent national polling in at least five credible national polls so in five different national polls he has to poll at at least 15 percent nationally um which is pretty significant but it can definitely be done those numbers can definitely get pulled off especially if we get a lot of support and um, name recognition getting out there online with trending hashtags and social media and whatnot um, the the higher that he polls and the and the better he does in more states um, than the national debate commission will consider his candidacy as very legitimate and viable and then they will let him onto the debate the debate stage and again getting justin amash on those debate stages in september and october is the best thing that could happen to his campaign like if he gets on those debate stages he will have a very legitimate and real shot at the presidency which brings us to step number five which is he has to win either the electoral college with 270 electoral votes or he has to do that through the House of Representatives, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. But first, he uh, the first option is that he has to win 270 electoral votes. Um, uh, this is very unlikely, given that there, if in this scenario there will be three major candidates, so there will be Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and Justin Amash. So Justin Amash not only has to beat out Trump and Biden, he has to get the majority of those 270 votes. So this is a very unlikely path. Um, but that is one way that he would win the presidential election. The more likely path is that Justin Amash wins some states. And if he wins some states, say he wins his home state of Michigan or he wins a state like um, Utah, I believe, did really well when Evan McMullen uh, ran and got like 25% of the vote went to an independent candidate. So in a state like that, if he picks up just enough votes, like he really only needs about like, like 10 votes or just just a couple of states, one or two states, depending on how close it is with Trump and Biden. Because the more that Trump and Biden split their electoral votes, the harder it is for both of them to reach at least 270. And so the way that electoral college works is if, say theoretically, if Biden and Trump split their electoral votes evenly, if Trump wins at least one of the states, then nobody's going to reach 270 electoral votes. In that case, it goes to the House of Representatives, and the House of Representatives will vote for those three candidates, in which case it is a lot more likely that somebody like Justin Amash gets the majority of the House of Representatives, those politicians, votes than it is that he wins the whole country. And so, really, he has to get... And, and then also, to win to win those states, he doesn't have to win, like a lot of the popular vote if it's split between three candidates you imagine 33 percent for each candidate amash if, if it's split pretty evenly amash has to win 
like 35, 37%, maybe like 40% of the popular vote in order to win the whole state. It's a winner takes all system. So if he pulls like 40% in Utah and he wins those votes, he has a real shot of getting elected president just by earning that majority of the popular votes in Utah. And if he can win other states like his home state of Michigan, then that even just increases his uh, chances. So there is a real shot at a path to the presidency. It's a very steep uphill climb. It's a very hard one. And he's starting from nothing and he's starting late. So he's definitely the underdog. But if his supporters recognize that there is a path to the presidency, there is a legitimate chance of him being elected, and that sparks some passion and ambition, then that only increases his chances. So really, it's about it's about the people. It's about the democracy. And it's about their voices. The stronger and more passionate and more consistent those voices are from now all the way through the November 3rd, the better shot Amash has of winning this presidential election, which would be a huge historical moment for not just the Amash campaign, for democracy as a whole. And it would give third party candidates more legitimacy. And it would just be such a great thing for the future of politics in our country.